Welcome back to the Key in the Light podcast, the premier whiskey podcast, now with the mention of whiskey in this title. Hey, this is Jake coming live from Chicago, Illinois, but not from my basement today. We are at Wolf Point Distilling over here in the West Loop of Chicago, and I am not alone. Is Callum with me? Mm-mm. No, no, no. He's still in Scotland. Is Wilson with me? God, no. We, no one knows where he is. But I have someone better than both of them combined, I think. Um, our, ho- our special co-host from the World Whiskey Day podcast we did last weekend in the great beer cellar of Glen Ellen. Back with me again today is the one and only Chris, the urban bourbonist Blantner. Thank you very much, Jake, for having me back. And uh, I'm very excited um, about today's uh, podcast. This yes. is going to be really, really cool. Even though we are at Wolf Point at a distilling company here in Chicago, uh, episode to come with them in the future. We are not actually talking about their whiskey or inter- interviewing anybody from their whiskey uh, distillery. They've actually given us the open forum in the space to record a podcast to talk about someone else's whiskey and a whiskey that's near and dear to not just my heart, not just Chris's heart. I think everybody here on the Key in the Lake podcast, because we are contractually obligated to mention their name, <laughs> even though we did not last Saturday, we hinted towards them, but uh, the great in uh, one and only favorite, I don't know, I shouldn't say favorite distillery, but just one of the great distilleries coming out of uh, Kentucky and coming out of America right now is Pinhook. We are here to select a single barrel for them. Yes, this is going to be fun. This is um, year number seven, a seven-year uh, bourbon from Pinhook in their uh, true single barrel vertical series. Um, have been lucky enough to select a five-year and a six-year uh, for Leo's Liquors here in Chicago. And this will be the seven-year. And um, just want to give one more shout-out to uh, Wolf Point for, you know, giving us the opportunity to to broadcast from here and tape from here. Such a cool place. If you are in the Chicagoland area and visiting Chicago, this is an awesome stop. Really, really cool uh, space here in the West Loop in Chicago. The ownership is amazing, super friendly, um, willing to show you around, and um, it's it's a great stop. So check them out if you're in Chicago or if you're visiting. Tasting room is open. Tasting room is open. I think they're open Thursday, Friday, Saturday every week for right now um, from, I think, 4 to 8 p.m. on, on those three days. Nice. Um, so check them out. And I would say, if you haven't listened to our podcast with Sean Joseph that Chris helped me record, that last summer already? Jeez, I think it was. a year ago almost. I think it was almost a year ago. You know what? It was almost exactly a year ago. Okay, a little less than a year ago now. Because we had just opened everything back up in (laughs) Chicago. Oh, wow. Well, if you haven't listened to that podcast to hear the extensive details of Pinhook, I'm sure most of our listeners have, but how to arrange this vertical series to be lasting over 12 years from the barrels they bought, kind of from day one as from MGP. Yeah. Um, it's quite an amazing story, quite an amazing project that Sean's and his team has uh, brought upon themselves as a task to kind of separate themselves from other distilleries out, out, out there here in America. So... Um, I would say go listen to that podcast if you haven't. Um, also stick around here as we select the uh, third single barrels for Leo's Liquor in Mayfair, which is a great liquor store and ex- expanding too. Expanding, yeah. Second location uh, already uh, already open, yeah. and and I don't know if it's under the Leo's Liquor's name yeah. or if he's. I think he's planning a different name for it, but yeah, yeah. he has two stores. This will be in both of those stores, yep. which is which is cool. Offers uh, something to. Uh, a wider range of customers here in Chicago. Yeah, it has a uh, uh, it's the former it's the former for, foremost liquors over on Ashland and like yes Barryish I yes. want to say something yep, like yep, that right around there. Um, yeah, so if you're over in that area of Lakeview, Lakeview West, Chicago, not Lakeview East, um, where I live, <laughs> uh, check it out. But yeah, let's uh, let's get into this, Chris. Let's um, let's yeah. start off about what you guys chose the first two years. Yeah, I'll. Uh, it's it's funny I I keep these I'm a whiskey nerd so I keep these uh, notebooks and uh, once I'm done with a notebook I store it away in in my whiskey closet and I I pulled these out today just to look back at uh, the first two that we picked so the five year and then the six year um, so the five year barrel 
and again, I was telling you this, Jake, before we started recording, I don't know if Sean was just trying to stroke my ego a little bit, um, but after we picked the, uh, the five-year, I told him which barrel we picked, and he uh, came back to me and said, oh, that was graded like an A-plus by, by us here at Pin, Pinhook, so you picked a really, a really good barrel. And he, he said the same thing about um, the barrel that we picked last year as well, the six-year barrel. Um, but I'll just give you a, couple, a little bit of an idea on like some, some of the notes from the first two barrels. So first off, this is the MGP 21% rye uh, mash bill. So 75% corn, 21% rye, 5% malted barley, or I think they say 4% malted barley. The actual numbers, I think, though, are 20.5% rye and 4.5% malted barley. But okay. in any case, it's the 21% um, rye mash bill from MGP, um, the lower of the two uh, bourbon high rye bourbon mash bills that they have. I think okay. the other one is 36. Um, but the first barrel we picked uh, back in August of 2020 it was barrel 2349. Uh, we got a lot of vanilla and licorice on the nose, cherries, toasted peanuts, citrus peel, and some green woodiness on the palate. And then a really nice fiery and long like sweet cinnamon finish mm -hmm. on it. And then uh, the six-year, same thing. Um, the, the mash bill is not changing on these. It's all from the, the same mash bill. We picked a barrel last year with um, a whiskey group that I'm in uh, called the Whiskey Legion. And we picked a barrel that we found to be, like, really, like, yeasty and doughy and, like, banana bread uh, kind of flavor to it. And... Um, we called it Wonder Bread. Um, and on that one, on the nose, we got a lot of florals. Again, the banana bread, like a yeast donut, uh, and some, some nice char on that. And then on the palate, lots of banana bread, baking spice, candied sugar, candied bacon, someone mm. had mentioned. And then the finish had this really nice warm spice and a really like slow smoldering burn to it. So between the two years, like some really different barrels that that we picked nice. um one was like sweet nutty citrusy the other was like bready uh banana and like tropical almost mm. kind of flavors and baking spice um, so it'll be interesting to see what we come up with here today jake between uh these three seven-year barrels yeah i remember the first the five-year too uh how hot it was initially where yeah. it was so it was so counter to what we experienced with pinhook over the past couple of years as we were becoming fans of the distillery and it not like didn't scare me away from anything but it was almost off-putting at yeah. first and then you let the bottle open and then after like 10 days of that bottle amazing. yeah absolutely delicious totally and agree on drank that. through that bottle way too yeah. fast <laughs> the first pour out of that bottle was like oh this is this is really hot. Yep. Yep. But it got it definitely opened up so well. Um, so I'm I don't know. This yeah. is going to be cool to see like the progression, the change. Um, of course, you know they're single bar barrels, so there's going to be a lot right. of difference anyway. But to just see the differences between the years and then just compare like notes back to. So over the twelve years as they're doing this project, it will all be the same mash bill. Correct. It's wow. all the 21% uh, bourbon, 21% rye bourbon mash bill. Um, so that's why it's so fun to taste these from year to year and uh, see, you know, what what has kind of changed in the barrels. Yeah. And uh, I feel like it's, I've, I, I just heard about another distillery doing a vertical series like this this weekend. Mm. And I can't remember who it was now. And I was, I was just about to say, I think they're the only distillery attempting to do this right now. I think in this fashion, yeah. they have to be. <laughs> yes, I, I think so. I I don't know of anyone else doing it, but it's a it's definitely an idea that should be stolen by some other distilleries out there because oh, we've it's already really stolen cool. at Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. I, I kind of wish we we kind of like have gotten to that sense of doing it in by taking these single um, vineyard origins and doing it that yeah. way, but not like not having barrels that are just every year you're releasing a single a single barrel release or doing a vertical series of what you bought in stock um over a 12-year span which 
is pretty crazy, but uh, I'm glad they're doing it. Yeah, it's really cool. And I love, too, that Pinhook is doing, like, the two-track kind of mm-hmm. model where they're doing this with the MGP stuff. They're doing the single barrels. They're doing the vertical batches. And then they're releasing also their own yeah. distillate that they've that they've um, distilled at Castle and Key. It's super cool. Are they blending together MGP and Castle and Key distillate? No. I didn't think so. Okay. No. Yeah, so it's, like, the two separate tracks, and I think it's a really unique way to to go about it i think if uh, it'd be interesting to see if they were distilling their own uh, on their own uh distillery if they would end up doing that putting some mgp stock into their into their own distillate but i guess what this series the vertical series i don't know if you'd be able to do that with the lack of juice you already have yeah, exactly you're working with well let's get into it yeah um, let's, let's taste let's yeah. um let's just go from lowest number barrel to highest number barrel okay. so let's start um, barrel 2571. This was filled June 29th, 2015. So this will be turning seven okay. um, next month. Uh, all these will be turning seven over the next, um, looks like June and July. So okay. by the time these are, they obviously will not bottle these until they turn uh, seven years old, but they'll be right at about seven years old when bottled. Pretty standard though. Yeah, totally standard. Uh, so two five seven one. Let's give it a try. No, Sweet. there's no information on uh, proof or anything <laughs> on these, um, and uh, so maybe we can take a guess as we're tasting these too. What we, what we might think. Yeah, it's always interesting when I'm tasting out um, people for single barrels. People don't know I'm a brand ambassador for a company called Starward, and I run our single barrel program. And the dichotomy between the tasters and the difference between how they want to approach the tasting is always interesting because some people don't want to know anything about the bottle. Yep. Other people want to know every stat right away and then go into it where a lot of it's uh, blind. And I love how we don't have information on this one. Yeah. I kind of like not knowing the proof. Great glassware. Oh yes. This is the, uh, the, uh, we're using the, uh, Libby, um, Kentucky Bourbon Trail tasting glass. Um, I, I like these glasses. I like these and the Aged and Ore yeah. glass, but these are great. Aged and Ore, another great Chicago company. Yes, absolutely. I have their mini glass set. I was drinking out of it last night. Mm. A lot of different things. <laughs> <laughs> was doing a, a tasting on Zoom. Still do, still have those going on. All right. Yep. And I can't put down the Glenlivet Caribbean Reserve. Oh, man. I'm... I meant to go yesterday to get a bottle of that. Yeah. I'm definitely getting it's a bottle. Like as Dom said, summertime whiskey. It's like a light version of the barrel seagrass. Like a very yeah, light version of the barrel great, seagrass. It's funny, but I have like, next to each other. That's what too. I would compare it to. Obviously nowhere near the proof point. It's not as complex, but it has like those tropical notes that are amazing. Wow. Alright, so this what are you getting here on the nose? I'm getting like like sandalwood evergreenish kind Dude, of I would so I I wanted you to say first because <laughs> I'm stuck in this like cedar type of yeah. place right now like I've been stuck in it I, I wouldn't say stuck but I'm very I can notice that aroma Same. a lot and and flavor rec- like over the past like months like I get that a lot and I'm getting you said sandalwood yeah. I get like cedar on this yeah. like similar i think similar um it's almost like a ocean mist to it kind of like kind of reminds me of like a california ocean mist I and like central so central coast california is what Ooh. i'm thinking of in particularly this maybe getting romantic maybe uh, heading out to the sea chest out in uh Postle robles area can't remember the exact town that it's in but as the fog settles in and you're starting to get thirsty <laughs> on a night that you're going to be filling up your belly with a bunch of seafood. I love that. This definitely reminds me of like walking into like a head shop. You get oh, okay. like patchouli, yeah, like, I can you see know, patchouli. they're burning, they're burning some incense or patchouli or something in the, in the store. Cause there's something still musty about it too. Yeah. I gotta say, I love, I love the nose. I get a little sweet caramel kind of thing to it. Like if you have like a, it reminds me this is very in particular or particular to myself um my mom breaks these brownies chocolate brownies with caramel on the inside yeah it melts caramel on the inside of yes. them and it reminds me of like that that no that uh scent coming out of the oven man that is good yeah i i would definitely agree like a 
as you like swirl it around and, and go back to nose, uh, uh, that tinge of caramel coming out. Mm-hmm. Tinge is a good word to describe it, yeah. But I, I'm just getting like a, a really floral woodiness to this. Same. Like those floral woods, sandalwood, cedar. I don't know what patchouli is, but... If I didn't guess, if I didn't know this is MGP, like, oh, it reminds me of an MGP rye. It does, actually. Like that it, rye is really coming through there. It definitely does. This that, seems rye forward on the nose. Mm-hmm. Really I'm guessing good. it's at a very high proof point. What would you guess? <sighs> I'm going to... What was your last pick? What was it at? Mm, I want to say it ended up being bottled at 116-ish? I thought that, 117 I was, was going to say they probably come around that, that those one uh, high teens... Yeah, I don't know. This might be like a 120, 121. Just like how it's going right through my nostrils. Yeah, I mean we're at seven years here, so if yeah, maybe not that. If high. you're, yeah, it could be. I mean, if you're, if we're at 116-ish last year, another year in the barrel, depending on where these are at. Yeah. Castle and Key, it may have jumped in proof. I'm just gonna see if I can find a picture of the. Um, I last last year's pick. I literally just deleted the picture of your last year's pick off my phone today. I um, have it here I somewhere. Ma- I was making space and going through old photos and I'm like, oh, I don't need this photo from our uh, 12 Days of Barrel picks. <laughs> All right. So here's the five-year. The five-year ended up being 113.7. Okay. I'm pretty sure there was a three or four proof point jump to the six-year. Here's the six-year. Six year was one fifteen point four, so it jumped two proof points. Okay, from five to six. I I I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was teetering at like the one eighteen one nineteen ish range on this. I'm gonna say one nineteen. Okay. All right, let's give this a taste. Yeah, let's do it. Hmm. It's almost like backwards. You get that caramel and that yes. sweetness up front, and then you get that spicy, that evergreen. Mm. That's yeah. my initial thoughts of it. Just so we don't bore people with us swirling around whiskey in our mouths too yeah. much. Straight, super sweet right off the bat. Now being hit with tons and tons of like green, evergreen, mm-hmm. little mint. Um, ooh. And then the finish, um, caramel kind of like swooping back in on, on the finish with, with uh, some heat like working its way down mm-hmm. into the top of the, like back of the throat, top of the chest. This is, this is nice. Yeah, a lot of menthol characteristic on the second sip there. Really chewing your way through it though. Mmm. Trying to think, God, it's reminded me of some whiskey. Mm. Okay, now coming in with like that second taste, kind of um like a boozy. Um, I want to say cherry, but it's not quite too cherry. No, it's a little bit of a licorice in there. There's yes. a little bit of a clove, but it's something. It's like almost a. Uh, Clove, I like. That's a that's a good. I think that's a good description of this. It's reminded me of like a little bit of like uh, sucking on a Dijon Black cigarette, oh. <laughs> but not but not lighting it. Yeah. Um, I used to smoke those a lot because I was really cool in college. <laughs> then Obama raised the prices on them. <laughs> so this actually drinks quite like a rye whiskey. To it does. Me. I would I would think this is a rye. Like, oh, man. This would definitely fool me in I a blind s- tasting. Yeah, I could see it as a rye. You think it'd be in a rye and a wheat yeah. mash bill on this? Yeah. Because it has that creaminess that kind of comes through there and that complexity. It's toned down. Da- it's not toned down at all, actually. It's The spice is really high on this one, um, but enjoyable. Hmm. That's, a, that's a fun barrel and totally, like, just comparing to the, the previous two years, like, yeah. totally different kind of profile um, from the five and the and the six year, at least at least that barrel. Yeah, that I get is this like toasted cedariness to it now at the back. End, uh, like I have another small little sip to it. 
Yeah. This is definitely like floral woods. Floral woods is great for it. Yeah, I love that. I'm writing that down. Floral woods. You know, those cedars, um, sandalwood, uh, that, uh, um, I don't know. It's, it's a, this is a fun one. Yeah, it's reminding me like of a hike. It seriously does. On the West does. Coast. It seriously does. Oh. Like definitely wa- hiking through like a, a cedar or evergreen forest uh-huh. and uh, like cracking those needles under your feet and yeah. like getting some of those aromas coming up from uh, from the ground. As I say, it, say it reminds me of a hike in the coast of Oregon. Um, I don't know how much cedar there is there, but there's a lot of evergreen. Yeah. Um, and there is like a lot of those needles that are on the ground. Yeah. Which is totally off subject, but a lot of the trails around there they are almost bouncy because the leaves fall off yeah and they become part of the soil yeah and it makes it even like a softer approach of when you're walking on it and the ground itself becomes this whole new base of of the forest that's very cool yeah um totally off note there but hey (laughs) hey this is what happens when you're uh when you're picking some single barrels. It's what it's reminding me of. It's reminding me of this very particular hike through the west coast of, of Oregon one day. I love that connection I between this whiskey and, and a hike in Oregon. That's what's so cool about this. Mm-hmm. I guess whiskey should evoke feelings. Absolutely. So. Man. That's a, that's, a, that's a fun barrel. Um, I, I will be interested to, to see, like, how where these go and, like, this is going to be fun. Did you get any coconut? No, but let me take another taste here. Maybe it's not what I'm tasting. I don't know exactly if it's coconut. Like a candy coconut is what I'm kind of thinking, but... I like some- the note. I'm not, I'm not picking up on that, but... I don't think it's what it is. I, <sighs> um, this is just a explosion of I think we're missing a fruit here though yeah there that's like when I was trying to say the uh, like I was trying to say it was a boozy cherry but it's not that it's not there's I know what you're, I know where you're going with it there's though. something maybe in the next round we'll, yeah we'll discover what that I don't think it's plum or pre- peach that, either like a pit no I don't get that um, I don't mm. know we'll see if we come back to this I got an idea yeah we'll, we'll wait to go back to it all right, Number let's two. go. This is barrel 3103. This was filled July 13th, 2015. So this has got a couple months uh, to go to age seven. If you guys about pick there. this one, will they wait then until um, like August I'm, or I'm so? I'm assuming these will be bottled in August. Okay. And then it'll probably make its way up here early fall. Yeah. By the time it uh, fi- finally makes its way up to Chicago. Right. So they uh, this one still has about a month and a half or so, almost two months to be barrel-aged to hit seven years. And then you're looking at like a September, October time just to hit the fall season. I of, think so. Okay. So about a four-month turnaround of everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty standard. That, that first barrel would be a really delicious fall whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <coughs> there's... Like... I'm always hesitant. I don't know why, but I'm always hesitant to say this would be great in this. This barrel pick would be great in this cocktail. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to put $70 bottles of whiskey yeah. or barrel picks in this, inside of cocktails. But I don't know why my mind goes there. I'm not a bartender either. But yeah. a lot of people think I, I was. I'm not. I'm one of those rare ambassadors that came from the marketing side of everything. But uh, it's it's something that, like, you can make a tiki drink with it. I was thinking, oh, like... Yeah doing something of a, a Rob Roy with it almost mm. in a way. Um, even a blood and sand maybe um, kind of t- take on it. So, and like definitely the first thing I thought was toddy, like fall and toddy. Oh man, a toddy would be awesome. A little drop of like maple or mm. honey into that. Mm-hmm. That would be like really good. This isn't disrespectful to either of the two. I think it's a compliment. This is a Nick Moss whiskey. Oh. Yeah. Like, like that's something I think Nick would love, and he would blo- he'd be honored to say that that I made that whiskey. So that's cool. Yeah. Nick Moss of Dancing Goat. Yeah, psychopath of Dancing Goat. <laughs> I was just listening back to our interview with him, and 
that was... I had, I had to cut a few minutes off at the that end That was an interview. Oh, yeah. That was an interview. <laughs> Just to save himself, maybe. Um, yeah, great way to end the day. But, yeah, let's go on to uh, All this right. guy. 3103. Nosing it right now. Wow, this one, I mean, right off the bat, like, um, I smelled Band-Aid. Yeah, it's totally different, 100% different, which is the great mystery of whiskey, of how these barrels can be the exact same mash bill, aged in the same barrels, same style barrel. Yeah, I'm yeah. assuming, like, they're, well, actually, you know, I don't know what MGP was doing with barrels, but these are True. from different, they're from different lots. Right. Um they're all three from different lots so we're not tasting anything that would have been so who knows true who knows what these would have been um a couple were filled on the same date though hmm. but oh actually yeah no but still different lots um wow incredibly different whiskey though definitely medicinal um getting from it yeah. on the nose there band-aid i can definitely see the that alcohol was just like the first like instant reaction when i smelled it that came to mind and not isla scotch branded no 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 not not potent like that no but now sweetening up a little bit almost Mm -hmm. like um it's almost almost like effervescence to it in a way yeah little um like Mm. simple syrupy i can see that sweetness to it It's reminding me of like, uh, well, yesterday kind of being like a very humid, wet day, having that smell kind of in the air of heat and water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little more. So I got a touch of like an ethanol burn on on this yeah. too. A little bit, um, a little bit more of a stronger alcohol note coming off of this yeah i agree with that there's something there's a slight slight hint that floral we were getting from that first one in Mm -hmm. there but kind of getting at the very back end as we're still nosing this guy yeah i'd say like um i totally agree with that almost like a i want to call it like a rose petal oh yeah okay maybe this is what i'm thinking of I think when I'm thinking of spring and thinking of that rain, that humidity that's kind of coming in there, effervescence, as I said, I think, it, yeah, rose petal could fit very well on that one. I love the uh, the rain note. That is spot on. There's something pungent about it, too. Yeah, that it's got a punch, like some kind of punch, whether it's the alcohol or, or something else. Um, absolutely love the rain, like the rain um, note. Is there anything it's in particular? A to this too. Nutty. That's that's a great note on it. Um, it's teetering on like an oily. Oh man! But that pe- the rose petal is like totally punching through now. Okay. Is there any certain flavors that you and the guys from Leo's are looking for? I, I so when when I do this when I pick a barrel I'm someone's asked me I might have may have been you. Oh. Um, am I looking for like something completely off profile? Am I looking for, you know, what exactly like a certain flavor? And I'm really just looking at these three barrels saying, what's the best out of these three barrels? Mm -hmm. Like what tastes the best? Does that end up being something that you would expect from, you know, a pin hook? small batch blend maybe i don't know um i also don't have i don't have the recall really that great on whiskeys like i can't say that well i mean i have some of it but i can't just be like this i this tastes like wild turkey 101 or this tastes like uh, old forester rye um I don't have like those intense like references of specific whiskeys. Mm-hmm. So I don't really do comparisons like that. I just I just go with what I feel like tastes really great. Yeah. When when we're doing this. No, I hear you on that. It's it, I I'm not great at recalling whiskeys. There's certain ones just stand out. Yeah. 
for I, sure. For some reason, McKenna 10 just stands out yeah. in my, on my palate, my memory. Um, Glenn Farkless does as well with that orange peel note to it. That's always one of my favorite whiskeys. Yeah, I guess in, obviously there's certain places, there's certain whiskeys that are very distinctive about where they come from and separate themselves from different parts of the world. But I guess we probably tried so many bourbons and ryes that yeah. it's, you almost get disillusioned by it or your palate does. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that are like, this is, you know, like they have great yeah. points of reference and they can, you know, they really remember what a specific whiskey, like they can recall mm-hmm. those whiskeys, but I'm just, I'm not that way. I recall flavors that I've tasted like in my life, but not necessarily, a, you know, a specific brand or f- specific expression from anyone i agree i i try to be with our single barrels i taste through so many of them and i make these notes to uh to what they taste like and they kind of stay in my head but then we'll get a whole new lot of barrels and i'm like yeah. that's gone yeah <laughs> yeah that's why i love taking notes too yeah. like to refer Extensive. back yeah it was cool last night i was doing uh the zoom call with a group that stuck to us one of our single barrels and these guys they bought it a year ago or they tasted it a year ago um, on Delilah's on their barrel pick call and yeah. it, what they just end up taking was one of the non-chosen barrels so they all had notes from this Delilah's tasting up one literally a year to the date yeah. and everyone's kind of going back over it the bot the barrel had sat for six months longer too so it kind of changed a little bit but sure. the ethos of it was still in sure. there and all of a sudden it's like writing a whole new chapter to this whiskey but then going back to those previous notes it's almost like you're working on writing an essay or a paper or something along those ways and maybe even a novel but you find you do all this legwork in the front of it doing your research and building building the foundation of the story and then you can go back now you can go and actually taste it in the bottle and have that final final version of it yeah it's it's really cool and i especially like you know it'll be interesting to see you know once these are bottled you Mm -hmm. know because it's gonna be a couple more two or three more months before uh before these get bottled so it'll be interesting to see what happens in in that time period I'm starting to get a lot more um, reminiscent bourbon qualities to this one. It's yeah. opening up now. Like, There's like a sweet like smoke yeah. kind of note to this. A little musty. Mm-hmm. Um, the pungent notes coming that. through still. Well, let's taste this yeah, one. Cheers. Mm. Ooh. Oh, I'm really liking that. That's really nice. Um, really different from the first one. <laughs> totally um, different. That nut, that I get an oily cashew taste to it. Mm. What we were experiencing, what we were just talking about on the nose, is really prevalent now in the taste. Yeah, nutty. Um, I, I, I'm still taken a little bit by that like rose petal. Yeah. From the nose, kind of. Is that what that sweetness is in there? Like a. And it's like a sharp, like, sweetness almost. It's sweet, but also it's got, like, a bite. Like, Mm -hmm. um, it's it's hard to describe. It starts sweet, then then turns into, like, a a floral bite, and it's, like, just sitting, like, Mm -hmm. on the back of my tongue there's a little like cinnamon cardamom kind of taste to it as well on that that sharp note you're talking about love the i never would have placed that but i love the cardamom note really really nice i'm not no 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 and i'm not just saying that i actually like to cook with cardamom yeah (laughs) it's a great it's a great flavor yeah no that it's like a rose petal sharpness to it that comes comes through right in the middle of of the sip we get like that that pungent nutty layer right up front, a little bit of that caramel sweetness to it, and then that back end was that rose petal is starting to deliver its way through, kind of through your tongue, through the roof of your mouth. You get that cinnamon kind of cardamom spice to it. This one takes you on a on a ride. Yeah. This is a this is a fun ride. Uh, I'm, it opened up really nicely. Very much so. On the nose, like so the finish on this not nearly as <clears throat> as strong as the finish on the first barrel like it's not working its way down no so like the top of my chest mm. like the first like the first barrel did There's a little bit like a tobacco taste at the back end almost like a tobacco kind of like tirey leatherness to it which sounds weird but <laughs> no it's it's it, 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 
it, I enjoy it being faint's not the right word for the finish. It's just not as stretched out as the first one. Agree. It's um, it almost it's almost like um, it evaporates off mm. the back of your tongue. It still sits there with like um, some spice notes, definitely some cinnamon. I can see the um, like the leathery tobacco kind of working its way in into the finish. Definitely getting like a like a freshly tanned leather uh, note yeah. on on um, the finish on this. Yeah, if I, if I could see leather, it'd be a light stain of leather. Yes. If that makes any sense to anybody out there. <laughs> Very good. Uh, I, I really like it. The um, wildly different than than the first barrel. So, you know, the first barrel being like floral wood, mm-hmm. cedars, sandalwoods, um, and then working into like a, a, the clove, the green kind of notes on the palate. Uh, and then this one working like almost medicinal on the nose Mm -hmm. to start getting a little bit sweeter, showing some nuttiness. Um, I love the rain um, (laughs) note on the nose on this one that that you brought up. And then the palette working into like the rose petal floralness, but then in comes some spice with the cardamom and then it gets nutty, caramel, super fun finish, even though it's not like, it's, I wouldn't call it long, but some interesting things happening on on the finish on this one. Really nice. No, I really like this one. It's uh, this comes off as a bourbon where the first one could have confused us for something else. Yeah, for sure. This is more bourbon-like, although I feel like it has some really some really interesting mm. flavors in here yeah. that that I ne- wouldn't necessarily associate with bourbon. Like, I don't think we've mentioned yet the word vanilla. No, I, I was looking for it in this next drink, trying to get a second time, it's not there. Yeah. Like I, get, I get more of that floral note now. Yeah. So some of that, we found the first one is now inside of this, but it has that nutty leatheriness to it, that rose petal, which I'm really tasting out now here. But uh, I get, like, I'm getting tobacco again. Maybe tobacco. A little, maybe a little toffee at the back end, like as a, as a sweet kind of, chocolatey flavor to it if you want to kind of go that route it's nice. tobacco for sure no i really like this one this is this is a uh, a quality end of the evening sip sipper yeah now what would you guess on proof i would guess lighter but i bet it's higher than the first one for some reason i have no idea why but um i i would say like if i was tasting it and someone said it's cast strength i'm gonna go 115 116 i was gonna say 115 so my guess, yeah, it would definitely be 115. I thought the first one was like 119. Yeah. So definitely drinks um, a Man. touch a touch lighter, and maybe that's also because our palates are a little warmed up now right. too. So a little used to the to the cask strength here. This is my first. These are my first um, tastes of the day. You mean you weren't drinking before 3 no, p.m. today? No, I was not. Um, but man, really interesting start to those to those first two whiskeys. Shall we yeah. go to the third? And we're choosing one of these today, correct? We are choosing one of these today. Oh wow, I'm so nervous. We we will choose a barrel today. So this is barrel three zero five eight. This was also filled on June 29th, ninth, twenty fifteen. Uh, just like the first barrel that we that we tried. It is from a different lot. Um, so let's see what this one's all about. Uh, two really unique uh, options here to start off. So number three, barrel 3058. Sorry, I don't want to let this beautiful light escape us. Ah, it's great lighting. Oh, wow. Ooh, well, the barrel run is now pulling up. Oh, is it? Well, we better decide fast then. All right, so... It's reminding me more, this third one, of the second whiskey. Yes. Though I'm finding, again, just first thing that jumped to my mind as I smelled this was apple. Oh. Um, Green? 
Green Apple. Hell yeah. Um, I think I finally figured out what the first one might have reminded us of a fruit. What do you, what do you Spice got? Spice Pear, maybe? Ooh. Maybe. Like I'll have to revisit it. We haven't, I haven't revisited it yet, just for all of you cool kids out there. So Apple... This one's feeling more bourbon-y to me. Yeah, definitely. Um, but these all have like this floral aspect yeah, to them. Absolutely. Uh, this rose one petal I, again, I could see it. Rose petal? Okay. But uh, maybe not. I mean... It's not as strong no. rose petal to me as the as the last one. So I take it back. This is actually reminding me now more of the first one. Now that after sniffing it a couple times, there's this distinct sharpness that's going. I I notice with my right nostril, um, primarily, and there's this very distinct sharpness of of ethanol, obviously going straight up my nostril. That mm-hmm. was reminding me, like tickling it as, fir- mm-hmm. as the first one did. Yeah, this one smells proofy. Yeah. Like, it smells like it's higher proof, but who knows? A little baked apple in there as well. Totally. I'm, I'm totally getting apple. Um, even, even a... Um, there's some okay, so I'm gonna say the word vanilla for the first time. There's oh, yeah. a bit of there's a bit of vanilla on the um, on the nose on this one, more than I would say the the other ones, and maybe that's the floral. Yeah. Maybe it's a floral vanilla. So the uh, the bar is open here now. So, um, might be a little noise in the background as we finish up this tasting. All right, on the palate. Mmm. Oh. That's nice. Baked apple crisp in there. Um, mm. It's like initial thoughts, summertime and fall whiskey. Like, it's crispy enough to enjoy and light enough to enjoy in flavor in the summertime, but it has all these warming characteristics to it as well that are really nice for the fall. That's just one quick sip and not really chewing on it. Yeah, there. Um, there's a ton of baking spice. Yeah. On this, we're saying the naughty words of bourbon now. Yeah, we are. We, I mean, but it's true. Like this one is. This one is drinking more, like, a traditional like bourbon profile. Yeah. Tons, of spice, on this, and um, for me again, I'm I'm sensitive to like the clove cedar note. I'm getting clove, on this. Um, there's certainly like a, like a spicy cinnamon um, to this one. Oh yeah. Um, but I would say bacon spice. I love the like the baked apple like crisp on this. Mm-hmm. The yeah, finish it, is pretty like pretty light for me. I mean it, it's well actually you know what back that up now like as I'm breathing back out. <laughs> I'm getting a little bit of it's working its way it's working its way down to the top of the chest not quite getting in in there but there's a nice like warmth working in in my in my throat on this oh, yeah, one. Oh yeah, for sure. It's really it's really nice. It's getting like a there's that licorice cherry flavors that we we get in bourbon as well, which I know Sean gets a lot in his whiskey too, so not surprised to find it there um, inside of here. Really oh, god, it's great. I mean this could oh. be this could be just be a seven year old pinhook release, dude. This is straight up. You said that baked apple crisp. I just took another sip. It is hundred percent. This is baked apple crisp with just it's like it's been overspiced with baking yeah. spices. Yeah. But in a really good way for a whiskey. It's reminding me like of a like a um, cinnamon pear, kind of like in a like a like a not maybe not uh, some pear yeah, light light. No. Pe- Light totally peach agree. quality to it as well. Um, you know what this reminds me of is if you you know you go to the grocery store and you get like the applesauce or uh-huh. the pear sauce that is mm-hmm. that has the cinnamon in it. Yeah, this is like applesauce with cinnamon or pear sauce mm-hmm. with cinnamon added to it. Phenomenal. Yeah, as a, really good. As letting it rest my palate, it's reminded me of when you bite into a nice pizza when a, when you're having a piece of apple crisp. And the apple kind of slides out, and it has a gelatinous on it. 
uh, seal over the top yes. of it, but it has cinnamon on top of the gel- of, of the gelatin area of it, and you bite in, and then there's a little bit of that cookie crumble on top of there, and you just get it in the back end. That's the best bite the, ever. Yeah, it's the best bite, and like, and then there's this tinge of vanilla ice cream if you had it on your plate as well, because I, I eat my Man. apple crisp with vanilla ice cream. That that absolutely nails this whiskey. Like that's all I can taste right now is just. Apple pie, apple mm-hmm. crisp, applesauce with cinnamon. Amazing. And again, like we're looking at three barrels here that are just wildly different from one another, but with these through lines that kind of connect them with some floral aspects. Um, so it's interesting to see like some of the connections between these and then um, but also the just the really unique flavors that are that are coming through on each of these yeah for sure I mean I don't even know where to be I don't even know where to begin on how to rank these I would say this last time we just tasted the most traditional bourbon routes um, the most off the wall probably number one uh, yeah if, if thinking of a pinhook bourbon in my mind It'd be this one off the wall. Number two, it it gives me the most curiosity. I have to search through the flavor a little bit more. Yeah. Search through my palate to find what we're drinking. But at the same time, I want to end my night with this. Yeah. It's it's a challenging. It's a more... The number two is like a yeah. challenging whiskey. So if I'm a retailer, I'm getting the mind of a retailer. Do I want something challenging? Do I want something traditional? Or do I want something off the wall? It's an interesting, uh, interesting idea. How should we, uh, how should we choose here? Do you want to revisit number any of them? Yeah. Let's. Is there anyone that you would? All right. First off, what do you think the proof was on the third one? Oh, let me revisit it real quick. It's light. Um, which is one of the reasons why I'd probably put it to the side as the first one out. Only because I'm not giving you a rose number three. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It it's delicious. I love it. It's really I think, delicious. I think it, I think it's worthy of being a single barrel. Don't get me wrong at all. I think whoever gets a single barrel is in great has great hands is in. Um, but at the same time, what's going on between number two and number one? It's the complexities are so much differing than that one that I would uh, I would set it aside. I think it's probably at a lower proof. I want to say probably one thirteen to one fourteen. What do you I think? I put it at one fifteen again. Okay. Um, same as same as the second one. Um, man, this is hard. Like if if I was going to eliminate if I was going to eliminate one. Hmm. I'd probably agree with eliminating the third barrel. Um, just because it's fantastic. I yeah. love I love the the apple crisp aspect to it. Um, but it doesn't have it definitely doesn't have the complexity of two. Yeah. Um, and then one is just like off the wall. Like one is just like that thing just throws me for a loop. So I have your sticker. If you choose number one, you yeah. just do an, a Vans off the wall sticker. I love that. So I love that. And we kind of we kind of uh, you put it incorporate some like some cedar or something in there. Yeah. Floral woods was the note we kind of came up with. So yeah. All right. So are we agreeing we're going to eliminate uh, number three for the sake of uh, making this quick as we have All noise right. developing behind us? Sure. I think I think that's. I, think, I think that's good. Yeah. So let's let's just revisit one and two and see if we have any other Do additional you go back thoughts. To one first. Let's go back to one. So barrel twenty five seventy one. As I'm sweating here, as yeah. the uh, sun is sun is beating down through the windows. But four p.m. here in Chicago, the sun is starting to head high in the west. All as right, you're so sitting one, facing the west. So it's toned down a lot. Number one. Totally toned down after sitting in the glass here for, I don't know, yeah, 30, 40 minutes. Right. The that's that, let's just call it floral woods for lack of better wording. 
it's still there, but I'm getting something different. It's sweetened up a little. Sweetened, I would yeah. say that like um, the more traditional like caramel. Let's call it caramel. It's coming through a little more. Is, is coming through a bit more on the nose. And we sought it out there at the beginning of it. You know what it's also reminded me more is more of a bouquet of flowers. Yeah. So instead of like going from the woods, now we're kind of going to the store where you're buying flowers. You're out in nature, but now you're in the store picking. I like that. Like Kind of like a fresh bouquet. Yeah. Let's give it a taste. Yeah. There's also a little birthday cake, like something in there. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's changed. Now that you said birthday cake, that is, that is really much sweeter. Much sweeter. Um, but it still has those. It still has those um, green notes. Like there's yeah. definitely like a greenness, uh, mintiness still to this. Um, Licorice and clove are maybe a little bit more prominent. I would say the the, the greenness has kind of gone a little more up too, in a way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's um just checking the levels here as the crowd opens and the garage door has been swung open. <laughs> uh, definitely, God, it's changed so much. It's it's overall, I would say it's be it's like become richer and sweeter. As it as it sits in the glass, which is interesting to know about the whiskey, um, when you're when you're doing something like this, when you're gonna pick, like what's happening after it sits. We should know though from your first pick uh, two years ago how that bottle changed so much. Absolutely. That's why I'm kind of excited to try number two here. All right, let's go to number two. I this will be, I'll be honest. I had a heavy heart for number two. Yeah, thirty-one oh three. This one started off like band-aid, medicinal on the nose. Um, then came in with like some sweet simple syrups. The rose petal was kind of coming in on this one too on the nose, and then rose petal cardamom, and then we set a sweet sharp note. Yeah. On the palate on this. All right, let's see where this goes. But um, already nosing it, the sweetness has been elevated. Yeah, sweetness elevated. The band aid is gone. Yeah, pretty much. I still get the rose petal and the rain, like the rain like lingering like rain is coming kind of yeah. aroma yeah so i just tasted it chris is just swirling it around in his mouth as well it's i didn't want to say it before but i'm gonna go ahead and say it now what i like about this there's something about it that is reminiscent of a single malt from the space side and it's this toffee, vanilla, chocolatey undertone to it that still has all the characteristics of the rose petal. It still has a little bit of that cinnamon. Cinnamon's toned down, I think, a little bit. Um, but there's this leatheriness to it, the tobacco flavor. Something that um, I said very from the very beginning of tasting this one, I want to end my night with this. Yeah. I get that, I get that uh, unfortunate vision of a whiskey library with somebody <laughs> swirling this around in a very tall, thick glass, like a cognac glass yeah. or something like that, um, wearing a nice drinking vest or drinking jacket for yeah. the evening, pairing it with a cigar, like a, a light and mild chocolatey cigar, but also maybe a, a spicy cigar too. Because it can kind of, but the, the nuttiness is still there, the cashew flavor is still there. Um, it's, it fits what I like to drink. Yeah, and I feel like this one is the most complex. Like we we said this before, this one like you you have to you have to dive into this one a little bit. You have to think about it a little bit. I love that in yeah. a whiskey. So the one that we eliminated, okay, fantastic whiskey, it's but been a little bit it's like been yeah, but a little bit like too par for the course. Yes, yeah, like on the nose, too much. It's just. It's apple pie, which is amazing. It's delicious, yeah. but it's just too. You can buy bourbon like, war for thirty five dollars. Yeah, you know, like, and that's yeah. a, it's a great barrel pick, yeah. and it's going to change. It's in the barrel for four yeah, yeah. months longer, maybe, or whatever how long it's going to be in the barrel yeah. for. That that's a great barrel. It's just too, I feel like, straightforward. Yeah, and it's like, okay, this is what I taste: apples, applesauce. Tastes amazing, amazing flavor, but. 
it's just not it's just not you like nothing makes you go and that's the hard thing about choosing a barrel pick you want it to be something special at the end of the day you want it to be special for sure and it's a good whiskey it's a great whiskey i love it i, yes. I would drink it i would drink a bottle of that in a week don't get me wrong 100%. But I, I, when I'm picking a single barrel, I guess I wanted to always relate it back to the core product. And I think we're starting to find it in number two. Um, this is number one, uh, barrel 2571, is reminding me of Pinhook Rise. Yeah. Totally agree. I, I, I feel like we're on the same page here. Yeah. I've, I think it's number two. I, I think, think it's, it's number two. It's barrel 3103. It's It's... It's the most complex. It's the it's the one that really makes you think, and it's the one that I think you can find a lot of different things yeah. in the whiskey that we haven't even no. found yet. Because I feel like there's layers to this. Imagine that. opening that bottle, trying it on day one, trying it a week later, trying it two months later. I, it's going to change yeah. so much. That that barrel thirty one oh three I feel like is I feel like that's the one that is that our winner? That's the winner. I mean we're I feel like you and I are both uh, in agreement on that and like disclaimer, uh, Chris and I have very similar palettes, so true, true. (coughs) However, I I think that this one is it's gonna appeal to a lot of people. It's going to turn off some people it too, is. I think, it like is. It is. because some people don't want to open a bottle of whiskey and and they don't want to think about it. They just want the apple pie. They mm-hmm. just want like some straightforward flavors. But I feel like this one is offering the the widest range of flavor and the widest and probably the biggest potential for what is going to happen to the whiskey mm-hmm. as you own the bottle. Yeah. So I think this is an amazing pick. Oh, man. It's, oh, like I get that toffee notes coming out, that leatheriness to it's coming out. Um, this is something unpredictable from Pinhook, to be honest with you. I don't think I've tasted a Pinhook like this one. Awesome barrel. There's just like milk chocolatiness in the back end I get that's just sitting there. The chocolate. So after we came back to it, yeah, did not get chocolate the first time okay. around. Me neither. Now, yeah, amazing chocolate note, especially like on the finish. Right, it's just sitting back there. It's just almost like sitting, like a Hershey's kind of flavor to it. Um, the syrup Hershey's. If you have that on vanilla ice cream, yes. and like and like stir it around in a vanilla ice cream, and then like have it, you actually think about chocolate syrup, hundred percent. Oh man, I think I said toffee earlier in the first tasting of it. And I think it was kind of getting there and developing, but it's definitely become much more prevalent inside the glass. We drank a lot of it. We've we've got our <laughs> barrel, Jake. Uh, how cool. How fun was that? Not, like, not that my name's on this or anything, but it was funny. About a month ago, I found one of Sean's hashtag bourbon bottles yeah. uh, in San Diego. Get out. Yeah, and so I texted him a picture, and I was like, cool, I wish I could have mine, my... Uh, uh, handle on a on a whiskey bottle he's like someday we'll make it happen i'm like well this is the closest we're probably gonna get to it (laughs) well maybe we can find we can figure something out we don't have to do anything i'm just glad to be a part of it uh wilson's name can't be on it callum's (laughs) name cannot be on it um nick brady moss's name cannot be on it (laughs) but uh yeah no it's it's cool it's one of our favorite distilleries you've been talking about pinhook almost since the day one of this podcast i think chris you brought a bottle on the first time you came on in august of was that august i want to say of 2019 sounds right i had a bottle of i think i had a bottle of their bourbon at that point at something but i actually had never opened it it was one of those bottles i just bought because it looked great and hadn't got around to opening it because through whatever circumstances and we've been talking about pinhook on almost every episode of <laughs> key in the lake since 180 episodes deep in now I didn't think it would take us an hour to decide between a bottle, but over three samples. That yeah. was that was super fun, and uh, we we picked the right barrel here. I think so. I think uh, I think Ken's gonna be happy with it. Um, who owns Leo's Liquor uh, over in Mayfair, and also will be available at the Ashland location, um, which is the former foremost liquors. Um, yep. It's kind of behind there in the strip mall, but you can find it. A nice parking lot to park in if you'd like to drive yourself there. And if you are visiting Chicago, make sure to come check out uh, Wolf Point Distillery here because they've been Great very accessible people. to us. Um, you might have heard that little tour in the background. 
here on a Thursday afternoon. Some people getting after early after work, uh, which I appreciate. Now they're on their tour through the distillery. So come here, have a cocktail, have a drink. Um, and what are we looking at? Probably October for this barrel? Yeah, I would say, yeah, probably around end of September, October. I'm, I'm sure both Chris and I will post enough about it in the, in the meantime. Absolutely. In the time it comes out. For sure. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Chris, for having us on here. Um, thanks for doing it. Wilson, you missed out. Callum, I uh, hope you're having a good time over in Scotland. Actually, uh, on a serious note, just to end here real quick, uh, Callum, I uh, want to wish you and your family all the best. Callum's actually over in Scotland because his grandfather passed away a couple weeks ago. His parents were actually visiting him here in Chicago um, as his grandfather fell sick and had to go to the hospital, and his parents got home just in time to say goodbye. So I know how hard it is and difficult it is to lose a loved one. Um, I know you're hanging in there. I talked to you earlier today. I wish you and your family all the best. Even though we haven't met in person, your parents have reached out to me multiple times to make sure, looking after you, that you're all right here in Chicago. Uh, good to be a, uh, what I feel to be a big brother to you here in the city. And um, I'm glad that you're back home um, sharing some loving moments with you and your family. Give, them a, give uh, Mr. Mike and Miss Leslie a hug for all of us, and uh, best of luck to you and your family, my friend. Absolutely. Well, uh, people? Here we go. Uh, Pinhook bottle um, number 3103 will be available at Leo's Liquor uh, here in the fall sometime. So wait for it um, and ask Chris for a sample if you want some. He doesn't have any. He has about uh, half an ounce left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, did a, we did damage on it. So uh, appreciate it, guys. Um, we'll be back here with a Key in the Late podcast uh, next week with somebody special. Who will be? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. <laughs>